Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Here I am. Here I am for the series Speaking Voices with my guest, Francis Cahill. Francis Cahill is a Brisbane-based author, public speaking coach, and courage companion. When I saw that courage companion, I go, well, we all need one, don't we? <laughs> um, she was a speaker, a very confident, very powerful speaker uh, for quite a while. Then she had, of course, like many of us, a devastating occurrence in her life. She'll talk about that. Um, then uh, she has started so many different programs that I'd like her to speak about. And she has an academic background in social linguistics, which is another reason why I gravitated to her, towards her, because I am as well. And she's had a long, she has a long history in theater performance. Um, and so many, so much uh, experience, decades in corporate and government administration. Um, of course, she's put this to good use and devised practical tools and techniques that I hope she'll share with us. Um, so let's get her on. Francis, come in and say hello. <laughs> hello, Claudia, and hello to your wonderful <laughs> listeners. So you are far away. I guess it's um, eight hours away from me here in Rome. So that must be what? Six, it's 6.30. 6.30, 630 in the 7? evening, yes. Okay. In the evening. Mm. Okay. Uh, when do they eat uh, around in your neck of the woods, um, the woods in dinner? Well, it depends. Dinner yes, it is dinner you? time. Uh, it depends, oh. uh, probably on your age. I used to wait for dinner because I'd go somewhere else and have it outside, but <laughs> somewhere <laughs> yeah, else. And have an appetizer and happy <laughs> That's hour. right. Uh, we, but now. In, in Italy. Yes. <laughs> in Italy, they say people who eat at this age, uh, at this t- time, mm-hmm. eat with the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get down to brass tacks. Yes, let's do it. Um, you know, I I really I was happy to get you into the series, the um, speaking voices because there are yes different people who talk about speaking, and many talk about breathing, but specifically you you touch on fear. Let's talk about the fear of public speaking. Mm, mm. When you. I'm just sort of thinking back over my clients over the years and mm-hmm. I've done a sort of a survey, Claudia. Good for you. That And it's very low key, no high academics here. Of course, of course. But the Good. question that I've asked them is when 
can you remember that you could speak without fear? And ah. the majority of people say, um, I think it was in primary school. That's elementary school, I suppose, in the US. All right. Primary yes, school. Yes, you yes. know, and it's usually something like in year four or year five, <laughs> they were delivering an oral presentation about, you know, the geography of Japan or something and froze. Right. And the teacher, <laughs> Mrs. Adams or Mr. Miller, didn't help. Yeah. Just left them there. Oh. And so at that oh. really tender age where speaking in public you're still it's still something quite new but that total right. vulnerability they mm -hmm. they remember it they crashed and burned in yes. the the oral you know yes. presentation and they yes. remember that their body remembers it and their head remembers it right through into um adulthood i can't speak in public and generally it's because they crashed and burned at that time you know, whether it's 10 years yeah. ago, 20 years ago, or 30 years ago. Well, listen to this. Um, you're reminding me, um, we, before we started, I spoke, told you that I teach conference interpreting, yes. you know, simultaneous interpreting in the booths mm -hmm. with earphones. There are two modes of interpreting, really. One is in the booths with earphones, and one is outside the booths with a notepad, press conference, and all of that. Now, everyone is so frightened of the one without the booth. <laughs> oh my God. They'll see me. Yes. <laughs> yes They'll yes. see me. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, the where does it come from? There's, mm -hmm. for me, and I, I want to state quite clearly from the beginning, Claudia, that I do not, mm -hmm. my lane in terms of coaching yeah. people has, yeah. has no place in it because I'm not qualified, is for people who are at a traumatic level of fear. Yes. You know, I, I'm yes. very clear about that, that if there is someone who is um, obviously traumatised Trauma. mm -hmm. from it, there is somebody else that they need to see. Somebody else, right. Sure. Okay, so that sure. I make that, I have to make that quite clear. I'm very oh, sure. concerned that some people take on clients where perhaps more harm than good could be done yeah. well trauma is different than fear isn't it yes yes it is <laughs> different for things, sure yeah. it is it is different but a lot of people will say oh well you know just go to toastmasters sure, sure, sure. and you know the person is right, not right. going to go to toastmasters so for me it's really important yeah. that um what we're talking about certainly someone who has fear of public speaking it is um interrupting their lives it's interrupting yes. their capacity to be able to live a full life and whether that's um yes. oh can i can i quickly give you an anecdote one of the the young women that i oh yes one of the young women that i worked with um oh, within the last two years it was and mm -hmm. i called the it was a corporate program and we called it sweaty palms and this oh. <laughs> very apropos <laughs> yes um and she said you know fran I, I feel so much more confident in, in speaking in meetings and all of that stuff. But the best thing is I can go to the pub and confidently order my drink from the, the bloke behind the bar. And I thought, wow, that really is something, <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, all of the, you shouldn't be drinking, all that stuff, that has nothing to do with it. It was the, her fear of being able to speak was stopping her ah. from going and ordering a drink at the pub. 
so that, that yeah, and probably who knows what else. What else exactly? And you know, in mm. terms of she 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 came to see me in the sweaty palm sessions because of problems in meetings where she wanted to say something and uh-huh. she knew she had something to say, oh. but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. by the time she got there, either the topic had moved on, or you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons where it wasn't appropriate anymore because her fear had stopped her from inserting right. her, her contribution at the appropriate time. Yeah. So, well, you know, then then the voice becomes a metaphor for power. Yes. Then. Yes. In it, this sense. It does. You know? Absolutely. And while that, um, and I see that as not power for the sake of it, you know, where you're going to be um, dominating the meeting or anything like that. But I firmly believe that everybody has, you know, it's an interpersonal thing, but everyone has a unique approach to life, have a unique view about something. There's no one else Mm -hmm. in the world that would be able to deliver that particular thing at that particular time. And that to me is awesome. And and that way. Yes, exactly. So that's, um, did I answer your question? (laughs) I wandered off a bit there. (laughs) Well, where does the, we we ended off with, where where does the fear come from? from? We don't know. No, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, uh, I'd probably say. I'm listening. Yes. (laughs) Probably 70% of clients that I've had yeah. have, it's been a childhood experience. Ah, oh, okay. Um, Isn't that amazing? I didn't, I wouldn't expect that. Mm. I, that I didn't either. I didn't either. Uh-huh. And, and it, that, that's mm. right. That's what we're going back to your original question, the the survey that right. I did, you know, to, to, to right. make people feel comfortable and that sort of thing. Well, when was the last time you remember being able to speak in, in public? Yeah. And usually it is some time in... Um, um, uh, primary school in in um, elementary school. Yeah, the a very interesting. You might find this a bit of a hoot, a bit funny. But um, mm-hmm. someone came up to tell me an alternate reason why we have this, and this was based on more of the oh. nurture, as opposed to nurture as nature. When in hunter gatherer times, you were faced with a group of strangers in front of you, it probably was yeah. going to be death for you. So, you know, the body memory is oh. <laughs> is carrying. <laughs> so I thought that was yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good, but um <laughs> Well there's a joke yeah. uh, that goes around everyone's afraid of public speaking, speaking in the public. But you know, can you imagine speaking at a a funeral yes. about a person? That is devastating because of the emotional charge that you're of course, you have. of course. Um well so so let's say that uh, people come to you mm-hmm. because of their fear or what would their objective be? Do they come to you say, um, look, Francis, I need to speak on October 5th, mm-hmm. 15th yes. uh, and it's a month before. Can you prepare me? Or could, do they some, some something like I work in a company XYZ. Every meeting is like this. By the end of the year, by mid year when I'm going to be reviewed, I would like to be reviewed positive or what are their goals when they come to you? Um, the, I've helped, I've helped two people with eulogies, you know, uncle, yeah, ah, eulogies, yeah, yeah. uncle Fred died or, you know, dad or whatever. And I need you to help mm-hmm. me. Okay. Mm-hmm. The plan was, and we talked a lot about why are you afraid of showing emotion at a eulogy? Why are you afraid of that when it should be a passionate, emotion-charged, you know, you're talking about this person. So we then make the distinction between 
being emotional and unable to function and right, then exactly. being emotion, the emotional and passionate about your message for the person who has gone and commemorating their life. And that takes quite so a bit of discussion. So they would typically, mm. right, it does, I'm sure. So how long would you give to that uh, occasion? How, how long does it take uh, to turn a person into a, a little more uh, self-confident? That usually we have, you know, it's several hours several hours it's not oh, a God, you know i thought you were going to say week i was expecting weeks. no 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 if it's that you're a magician if it's, you're a magician. <laughs> no 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 for a eulogy too far you're too far away <laughs> francis brisbane sorry guys here in europe or the U U us uh, i'm on zoom i can do zooms <laughs> good good for you um good hear that everybody she can do zoom in terms of a mm -hmm. eulogy it has it's in terms of structure of the performance mm -hmm. you yeah. still have a script all of the yes. all, and, and look your broader question was where do we get to what's the outcome and the outcome is right. providing not just a script but we're delivering a whole performance and that performance right. okay. will be about voice it will be about posture yeah. it will be about but the major thing claudia is moving someone from a point of vulnerability into courage yeah that's the outcome for me yes all right now now there's uh, something that i'd like to insert here because mm -hmm. as i've said i work with uh, interpreters and i told them no matter what you have the booth you have you know you're outside with a notepad but believe me when i say that even the most seasoned interpreters myself included mm -hmm are nervous until they utter the first few words yes. then they just start to relax mm. and this i'm talking about seasoned professionals yes of course um and i don't believe i, I mean correct me if i'm mm -hmm. wrong we talk you're talking about script the script preparing a script is a very minimal part of the fear versus the total performance mm. i believe mm. uh, it, it Absolutely. The words themselves, and I use the term script as words themselves, but also uh -huh. scripting the entire performance, you know, like, uh, a, I see. So that like it's, a script, like, like a, a director yeah. says, you know, the stage manager says, right. so that it's right, exactly. there's two okay, forms good. of mm -hmm. what the word or two levels right. of what script actually means. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um, for me, the, the you re rehearse a piece of the script, uh -huh. the rehearse, but you also then deliver and rehearse, you have rehearsals of the entire script. There's, you know, right. I know the so, same so words, say, but there's two levels we're talking about. I know there are two different scripts are, I understand that mm. difference. Um, now we're talking about the eulogy. The eulogy generally could span um, the, the space of five minutes to 20 minutes. Is that too long? Yeah, tw 20, 20 minutes, minutes is too long. Last? Too long. Um, if, That's too long. Yeah. Okay. If, well, I suppose it depends on the nature of the, the funeral. If you're the yeah, only yeah. one saying anything, speaking, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, probably 15 minutes. But in terms of being able to sustain, sustain a level of the, the distinction between emotion and passion for 15 minutes, I think mm -hmm. that would be asking a lot of a, an, uh, an untrained speaker. Look. 
I was has I've always been delegated the speaker at a eulogy yes. as, for the eulogy mm -hmm. in all of my relatives' deaths. I used to think, oh my God, what's going to happen when my parents die? <laughs> yes. And I got up and for my mom's death, mm. died before my father, yep. I got up there. Mm. I had, you know, uh, I use a simple word, uh, a, a tree, uh, you know, yes. mind about, mm -hmm. okay? And five minutes into that, the priest cut me off. And pointed to his watch. <laughs> it was the worst experience. Of course, I said, uh, my mouth jaw, my jaw dropped. I was at right at the most important part of it. Yes. And then, of course, I and everybody, of course, said the same thing. Mm. He had another function. Ah, that was really. Could could you imagine the person coming to you, oh. happening to them at the eulogy? My God, oh, oh, <laughs> it's a terrible uh, thing, <laughs> right? Never go to that church again. No, time is money. <laughs> yeah, time, yeah, right, time is money. Okay, now let's talk about, um, um, because there is a connection of fear, because it's not only, it, well, from Descartes, we know that the mind and body are yes. one thing, but but you, you speak of the connection of fear at that level, the mind-body mm. level. Um, and this is something that I only learned... Uh, since the the um, terrifying things that well not terrifying but the the difficulties that I encountered you know coming to yeah, this so point well, tell us give us a brief brief yep. summary of that um, um, I was moment. a very confident speaker and very uh, I had a reasonably senior position in a government department and I was very you know um, confident in in what I did I ran conferences all of that sort of thing and I ended right. up with a very devastating divorce that just sort of mm -hmm. happened. And I had two young children mm -hmm. or two teenagers and I needed to move my house or move, you know, move back oh. to my home, my hometown. Two kids depended upon me and had to start all over again. And I was in my fifties. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I found that my confidence was zero. I went for uh -huh. jobs and I was unable to speak. I was terrified. Uh -huh. oh, isn't that incredible? Yeah, incredible? Incredible. So at that point, I then said, okay, what is it you're frightened of? Because you know that you can speak, Fran. You know that you are articulate. You know yeah. all of those things. And for me, it was, mm -hmm. that's when I started to develop the, the mind, the mind-body connection is that the, the mind was saying, I don't want to make a fool of myself. Or my mind yeah. was also saying, um, this is so important. My mind was telling me this is so important. I have to do it well. And I wasn't doing it well. So there was this, you know, constant conflict of, of, of what I could right. and interests. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then when I went through to get to another interview, I could feel my body responding to the fear. And there were, in what way? It was the head, my heart started pumping. I was starting uh -huh. to shallow breathe. I was, my eyes were flicking, you know, that, that fear sort oh, of dear. response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, there is nothing that is dangerous in front of me. Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. And my memory was fueling my body to be responding to this fear, responding to this yeah. mind thing. There was nothing in front of me that was fearful other than maybe what an right. outcome was. So I was being right. fearful of an outcome that hadn't come yet, fueled by yeah. something that happened in the past. And you think, well, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> Fran, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And so then yeah. for me, it's saying, 
whatever it is that triggered your fear in the past, that's where it belongs. That's where it belongs. And your current situation, what is the outcome you're looking for? Are you wanting to explain something? And, you know, we, we, I try to filter it down into, are you trying to explain something? Uh, is this just an outcome? Is You just got to get this done. Do you want to have people like you? Do you, you know, uh -huh. so go through a range of what is it you're wanting to achieve by this piece achieve, of work? Right. What is it? And it's different right. for, you know, whatever the eulogy is or whatever the meeting is or the presentation. What is it that you want to achieve? Okay, so what are you frightened of? And I never, ever say, Claudia, just get over the fear because the fear is real. Ah, no. You know, the fear yeah, is real. Yeah. The fear is fueling things in your body where you are responding to that to that um, threat. You can see so your body is saying, there's a threat, there's a threat, here, respond to it. And one of the worst things you can start to do is shallow breathe. All right, now, wait a minute now. We talk about the breath. And mm. I, uh, my first experience, uh, I don't know, have you ever gone skiing? No. <laughs> okay, um, I could distinctly remember as if it were today. Uh-huh. Um, I was 13 years old, high school trip to the slopes, and I was on the very flat almost uh, run, and uh, my friend said, yeah, come on, you can go up there, do this, and I had never been on skis. I swear to you, when the skis just started going down, I didn't realize I had stopped breathing, but I didn't breathe for the whole slope. I was, I was going to die, <laughs> and then I got to the end, and then I took a breath. That is the first time I can say fear and the stopping of breathing yes. is linked. Mm, mm. And it has been that way forever. Yes, absolutely. Now, what is this? Um, why is it? And how can you continue breathing when that fear is very real? It requires really conscious effort. And we're fighting against, you know, the vagus yeah. nerve that goes all uh, through your yes, body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I consider the vagus nerve the most important thing in yes. understanding yeah. what your body response is to the fear. And then mm -hmm. the understanding that is one thing and then saying, okay, become aware of your breathing. And obviously there's, there's a whole bunch of exercises and, you know, yoga and all of that of sort course. of thing. For me, it's saying to yourself with help from a co coach, be aware of your breathing. Take one moment. Take three seconds. Mm -hmm. Breathe in for three, hold it for three, out for three. And that takes the time of, of making mm -hmm. the changes where someone says, I'm, I breathe all the time. Well, yeah, thank God. If you didn't, you'd be yes. dead. But in terms of yeah. the allowing your mind to say this is a threat, means your mind is not on breathing bre breathing deeply and breathing evenly and giving yourself a chance to have blood circulating through your body and giving yourself a chance to take a moment to think and breathing is the oh most God. important. I mean, I'm trying to relate it to that uh, free fall yes. on the slopes. If I had had the the gift of, from God to do that in that moment, yes. I probably would have become a pro <laughs> because I would have known what to do. Yes. But, but sometimes the line is not so direct no. from the novice to being a pro. Exactly. Exactly. But I, yeah. you know, to me, it's, there isn't any other way. And 
if you want to look at it from a theatrical perspective, if you have stopped yeah. breathing, if you are shallow breathing, your voice is going to be affected because you're not positioning Obviously. it correctly. Your yeah. posture yeah. is going to be affected. All of those things. Yeah. This, to me, breathing is, I'll say it as the engine room of the instrument you're using to deliver the piece, whatever it is. If you're not breathing and you're not, um, I'm not, I don't want to say calming yourself down. That's not what we're doing. What we're talking about is mastering control of threat breath. Yes. And it is linked to movement. Yes. Um, breathing is, you know, in my mind, movement is life without breath. You die quickly. And, um, Hence, you know, seeing death in, in, in right before me on the slopes. Yes. But you did say, yes, there are exercises and, and it doesn't happen, as I've said, from the novice to the pro no. becoming. Uh, but what, what can you give us, you know, a spoiler alert, a couple of ideas of how you can control your breathing midair when, when you're working, yes. when you're delivering mm -hmm. a speech? Yes. Okay. Um, it does require knowing, it does require self-awareness of where your breath is, obviously. And yes. it does require finding, there's a series of, you know, things that we can, we can talk about. And I've actually got a card that I would, I would love to send these to you, um, Claudia. This is my, can you see them? They're called. Oh, I look, ladies and gentlemen, you don't see her. I'm looking at a card she's holding in her hand. Yes. Top 10 tips for anxiety busting. Yes. But wait a minute. Before you go there, yes. I have been watching her and looking at her earrings, and they are like two cards. <laughs> There's writing on those earrings. I can't, for the life of me, see what they say. It what says. So when she pulled up the card, I said, now I'll say it. It says, <laughs> be kind. Oh, it's both, a cut of, them both say, of them say, be, be kind. kind. Yes. Okay, they're two different colors. That's right. Yes. <laughs> okay. I have shoes like that so too. So the card. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about gloves? Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Brisbane. I don't wear gloves much. It's <laughs> 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 semi-tropical. Listen, so, <laughs> it's the semi that we're worried about. <laughs> okay, so so Sorry. Uh, you have uh, these cards, and what do you use them for? Do you give them to clients? Do you yes. send them? Yes, I send um, them to people if they, you know, and it's available on my website. But I'm not here to, to flog off my website or anything. Okay, well, good. Well, the, well, I'll write that under the episode. Yes, uh -huh. these are available, and I give these to people. These are the top ten. I have thir another thing called Thirty Three Ways to Disrupt the Fear Spiral, and to me, oh, why thirty three? Oh, because it seemed, a... you know. Um, <laughs> 33 ways I said 10's not enough so how can we make this that's not you know and okay. and for me it's it does require just a moment you you take a moment to breathe you take a moment to think about and you would be aware Claudia the power of the sense of smell what is uh, the memory of a, of a of scent? Mm -hmm. So right. all of those build the into Madeleine. the top ten. Yes, <laughs> top ten and top thirty-three. Yes, mm -hmm. the, and it's a question of with breathing. There are ways, as we've said, to slow it down, to be consciously aware of where your breath is going in and out. Think about what it feels like coming in your nose and going out of your mouth. Take one mm -hmm. second. To think about your breath 
and you are interrupting the the fear spiral, the anxiety, because, you know, as, as you get into the fear spiral without any training, it gets worse and worse and your body is responding and responding. And for my techniques, it is stopping that spiral for a second or two so that it resets. I'm not saying Uh to anybody, you can get rid of your fear forever. What I'm saying is manage the fear, become aware of what it is, manage your breathing, manage control of your breathing. And then we can start talking about how you can polish your performance. Right. I can't get rid of our fear. I mean, that is what helps us. That's that's right. Really. Exactly. And that's not the intention. It's to channel Mm -hmm. the positive things of what fear is about to be able to lift, you know, activate. um, I'm going to go off course here because I can't do Behind you, there's a book there, and I'm yes. reading Australian Dictionary. Yes. There's an Australian Dictionary? Yes, there is. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've only just and, recently and... updated that, Claudia. Ah, um, ah, it's uh-huh. the Macquarie Australian Dictionary. It is the place yeah. to go for Australian English. It um, oh, originally came out of the Macquarie University in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, I recommend the Macquarie Australian uh-huh. Dictionary if anybody wants to know about Australian English, and it is a former yes. in its own, um, and that's that was my mm-hmm. present, my birthday present to myself. For yourself. Yes. Um, talk about the uh, language then. People who come to you, and you mentioned Zoom, so I imagine you coach and counsel, you know, consult yes. with people who are far away. Yes. Um, how far away? Uh, my... No, just so I can understand the language difference. Um. The majority of my clients have been Australian, for sure. Okay. Um, okay. The, another client I had was in the Ukraine. Um, her okay. English was brilliant. Perfect. You yes, know, um, yeah. I have to admit, uh, most of my clients. Eh, there was one excellent in Miami. English. You know, most <laughs> the excellent English, and and um, in terms of, um, in a corporate world. You know the, the yes. corporate. You know that that's sort of the the higher proportion of of, of my right. clients. I did run a, a an academy, a children's drama academy, for eighteen glorious months, yeah. and I had enormous mm-hmm. fun. Oh, where else can you get to float oh, around like imagine. a bee and teach children yeah. about breathing, breathing well when yeah, they're speaking? Yeah. That was dream job. Yeah. Because um, why I ask this yes. is that. Um, I'm wondering how much does the language portion come into it? And I'll yes. clarify this. Sure, sure. Um, we, I host this podcast and I have several guests. And at times, uh, some of the guests are almost impossible to understand. Mm. Not often. Yeah. But, and they're perfectly native English speakers, native American speakers, or native Australian speakers. Mm. But it is the way they deliver their speech, mm-hmm. uh, you know, grouping together uh, 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 words that sound like slogans. And it was almost impossible to understand. Mm. I, I, you know, and does this factor into what you do at all? Has it ever been the case? I probably, to a certain extent, I suppose, in terms of I, as part of my programs, if it's only a short um, uh, short piece that the person is delivering, I will get them yeah. to um, deliver the speech to me and I'll film it mm-hmm. and then we work together uh-huh. 
and then I get yes. them to deliver it again so that we have a review and rehearsal, mm -hmm. you know. Um, for me, that probably isn't a feature that jumps out mm -hmm. as much. For me, it is mm -hmm. the cadence of the, you know, the, well. the, the well, that's fluidity, the language, you know, yeah. that's right. And right. paralinguistics. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, do you really want that sentence to be so long? Are you right. losing, okay, you yeah. know, so it's, it, that's what I meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, that's what I meant. Sure. Mm -hmm. The analysis of the, the content, I suppose, to me is mm -hmm. it has to be punch. Every single one has to be punch, 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 punch. And, you uh -huh, know, uh -huh. you're talking about Arnie Mary um, and Arnie Mary was this to me. Don't say because da, da, yes. da, da. Arnie Mary was this to me. She did. So right. certainly the, the structure uh -huh. of, um, and not that I'm saying I'm expecting someone to, to read out the eulogy, but until we get to that point, right. people do need to have um, hearing the right, sound, paper. you know, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, written it yeah. down. Yep. Did that answer what you were talking about? All right. So. Oh yeah, perfectly, perfect. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, and you so eloquently uh, responded. <laughs> Why? <way>. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So, so you mentioned a couple of times yes. uh, the notion of performance. Yes. And speaking. So maybe you can. I'm not sure if you group them together. Where the line is drawn between speaking and performance? Is it all? Is it the same? Like uh, the chicken and the egg. Yes. A form and content. Yes. What is the difference? For, I don't think. I mean, it, I, it is on a continuum, I suppose, but every yeah. time someone opens their mouth to deliver a piece of, yes. of language that has a person at the, has a, a message that's to be delivered and going to someone at the other end, that is a performance yes. for me. When not a performance on stage, performance? not on stage, but a performance no, 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 of a no. piece of, of work. Okay, so, so wouldn't that be every case? Or would you think that a spoken diary for, for your ears only would not be that? There, you know, because mm. for me, a receiver, yes, it, there's always a receiver if there's a writer, mm -hmm. unless the receiver doesn't, unless the writer does not intend at all to. to uh, yeah, you know, yeah, understood. Give that piece of writing to anyone. Hmm. Hmm. That's because, an interesting right, point. Right, we're, we're audiobooks, audiobooks. Yes. All right. So we have audiobooks and there are actors and they, they do this. Most of them are actors and they use their voice to move the narration. Yes. And audiobooks are, rely on good narrators because yes. if it's terrible, you know, they just get Turn it off. That's right. That's so, right. but they work in solitude. Mm. They have their booth at home and they work. Yes. And they do their performance. So here it's difficult to know the difference. If mm. you say performance, because it gives me the impression that you're meant, you mean on stage or one to many, uh, a performance where a eulogy could be a performance perhaps. Mm. I'm not sure. Uh, yes. I, in terms of, I'm taking now a part of the program. There's seven steps in the program. I'll take part. Wait, which program? Come on, come on, be nice. <laughs> Tell us everything. <laughs> okay. What program? It's the Polish Your Pitch program. It is the Polish Pitch program. Okay, Polish Your Pitch. Polish Your Pitch. P -P -P. And um, the pitch that I'm talking about is not a sales pitch. Okay. okay so we're good. talking about Polish Your Pitch, whatever that pitch is. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the, the first, first stage is 
Who's your audience? Are they there? Okay. Have they paid to be there? What is their expectations? Step two. How much have they paid? How much have they paid? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Step two. In terms of fear, if they paid a lot, you might get more nervous. (laughs) That's right. It's all. Um, Step two is what role are you playing in that presentation? Now, you Mm -hmm. could be um, a report deliverer. You could be a fond niece. You could be the expert. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll do a very quick anecdote. I listened to a chap who was Mm -hmm. a pest controller and he talked about this stick that he put into the ground with certain chemicals and the termites or whatever it was would just be passionate for this chemical. And the way he delivered Mm -hmm. this piece was fascinating, absolutely fascinating. So he was... Give me that stick. (laughs) Give me that stick, you know. And he was, he presented himself as the expert and you could be the expert rubber glove sle- stretcher you know right sure, sure, you know sure. it's the role that you are playing within the context of that piece so in and this that changes case, what would his role be if you were on the outside you were looking and yes. you were giving him an evaluation what according to you in your language yes. would his role have been then uh, the the termite man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He was an expert. What was his, his role, role while he was doing that? His role was, the was delivering an expert's um, explanation. Ah, okay, okay. His outcome would have been an explanation. But that outcome okay. was so powerful because he was totally in control of his um, content and he was passionate yes. about what he was doing. Wait a minute now, Francis, just take a second. Yep. We'll go back a minute, yes. just a minute ago. Yep. And when you were explaining this man with the stick in the ground, he was so passionate. I said, I want it. You know, I mean, I, I was ready to buy it. You know, yes. it was almost as if it were a sales pitch yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And so we see these genres. I mean, the genres I'm calling them. Yes. But the roles may coincide sometimes. Oh, they could. They? Absolutely. But okay. for me, the important thing is being able to establish what your role is in the delivery mm-hmm. at, at that point. Yes. You know, I Okay. You... And then you can always change. All right. Right. And, and, and taking that one step further to your example of um, the narrator. At that yeah. point, the role is to deliver the sound, a good sound, a good, you know, vocal yeah. um, presentation, <laughs> representation of the written word. That's their role. Mm-hmm. Is it a performance? Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. When, I have no doubt about that. When you are talking, and I was only good at this sometimes, when you are talking to your daughter who's gone lost in a major supermarket and come back, are you, <laughs> are you a screaming, screamingly anxious mother or do you take a step back and say, darling, I was really, really frightened. I couldn't find you. What role am I playing? A grown-up mother as opposed to a, a fright. You, um, you know, oh, yes. is that the point that you know? The yes, point that yes, I'm making yes. is that in any um, delivery of speech and receipt of the, or you know, the receiving end of that speech or piece of work or whatever you want to call it, it is a performance. 
All right, so so of course the mother who was so calm has to be a performance. Yes. <laughs> so now when, your heart's when, beating, oh, exactly. yeah, your heart's beating, is flying out of your chest. That's right. Uh, what about when? Uh, when can you consider? Is there a time or an occasion when you consider it just in inverted commas speaking rather than a performance? Wow, a documentary. Yes, possibly. Um, a news report. Uh, a news report. I have a bit of a little, a little bit of a background in radio. Even a news report, uh-huh. the way that it's delivered, you need to be able to emphasise the correct point in each sentence. It's not just reading words. Yes, of course. You know, and the movement. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. And you know, in Rome, blah 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 blah, blah. in mm-hmm. Miami, and the way that you've presented. So that requires preparation to be able to deliver. It is still a string of words that that is um, contextually sound, I guess. But it is, right, you know, right. as a newsreader, you still have a role to play, which is to deliver the news in a way that will, you know, I I, I hope will encourage understood. to be understood and yeah. for people to listen to the sound cue of what is an, the important word in that sentence, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying, it's hard for me to establish when speaking is just speaking. You know, I, I don't, I can't imagine. No, I'm when. trying to think and yeah. I haven't, even when you talk to your Maybe cat, that you know, even when you talk to the yeah. cat. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, there is this speaking, performance speaking continuum. Yes. That. Um, maybe it's good. It's interesting for a person just coming and saying, "Okay, this, you're reading. This is just speaking." But then you need to perform. You know, the eye contact and all of that. If it's um, even behind a computer, I, I can see that. Mm. Wow, isn't it fascinating? Oh, I love it. Just love it. Um, I, I know. I had a sister who uh, was a hairdresser, and one day she said to me, um, "And I." I I was always worried about what I had on, you know. And she said to me, well, all you have to do is cut your hair. That's what speaks to you most. And and I said, well, uh, yes, but surely the clothes you wear. But most important, when you open your mouth, that's what really characterizes you. And and so I'm thinking that everyone has their own idea. If you're uh, you work with hats, you know, you think if you don't have a hat on, that's, you're nobody. You know? Yes. So, but, but we speakers believe that speech is the, the number one yes. uh, uh, thing that is important um, and forever because you don't even have to see a person, no. but the power of their voice yes. is immense. Yes. Immense. Absolutely. And it is a legacy. It is a legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that the piece of the, I'm trying to put it into words because it is so important that on one side, breathe. leading people, Start breathing. yes, <laughs> I did. You noticed, didn't I? Did you notice that I breathed? <laughs> I did. Yes. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for me, for a, a person to be able to step into their sense of what the truth is in their role, whatever that role is, in whatever circumstances we're talking about, where they can be absolutely confident that they are in their truth. And whether it's Mm -hmm. talking to the cat or whether it's narrating or whatever, stepping in that circle of truth means that their voice is is going to be the power, as you spoke about, 
But to me, it's also the purity of that power, the purity of that voice, the purity of the, the essence um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm stumbling on words now, but to me, it's the essence of a person when you well, can get them to see, a point um, where they're confident to say, I believe this. Yeah. And it doesn't mean to say that you're going to be leading activists or anything right. like that. It right, is right, day-to-day right. stuff, <laughs> you know, day-to-day yeah, stuff yeah. that says, um, I want to order that cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that drink. <laughs> that drink. Yes. Um, um, there, years ago, there was an expression, the eyes are the soul. The yes, windows the windows are the, the soul. soul. But, you know, I have to say it's the voice. Oh, yes. It's, it's that essence you're talking about. Mm. I know when I hear. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 years. And yes. I, I, my ears, I can't see. My, my, <laughs> no. I can't see to save my life. But my ears are so attuned to sound yes. that I know when someone has slept uh, you know, even if they've had may, had a sex night, or, you know, or yeah. what they ate and how <laughs> yes. late at night they ate and how, you know, from the sound of their voice. Mm. And um, it's such a giveaway, you know, it's yes. such a giveaway. And for many years I've worked with the, um, in undercover police work of, in questioning and things like that. And, and where we only had the sound of their voice and that was really challenging, but yes. it was, you know, so clear black on white mm. is so clear whether someone was telling the truth yes. or not. Yes. You know? Yes. Very, very easy. Mm. Gee, let, um, I want you to talk a, a second about audiobooks, And um, if you know, uh, if Australia has its own culture for audiobook narrators, if they, um, if there is, because I, I know that there is a very powerful UK association of audiobook mm-hmm. narrators mm-hmm. and voiceover yeah. uh, professionals. In but but you know it's like the French. The French like the French in the mouth of the French. Yeah. They don't want <laughs> yes. you know outside. Like, yes. So in Australia, I would imagine that Australian authors would choose naturally. Um, voiceover specialists mm. in Australian ones, yes, right? Yes, yes. That's um, my understanding. Have you ever, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had the uh, opportunity to work with anyone uh, who was a voiceover professional? No, or who, uh, but I'd love to. to do with, oh, my God. It's, it's fabulous. I mean, these people are able to voice tw- over 20 different characters for a novel. Oh, yes. And you could swear while you were listening that there were at least 10 people in the room. Yes. And yes. You know, Going in and out with nary a breath, I have to say. I listen for the breath changes and I can barely hear it. I don't know how they do it. Mm, mm. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, I I would love to. I haven't. No. That's a a gap. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to write it down. (laughs) No, you've got to try it yourself. You've got to try it yourself yes. I, uh, because it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, well, anyway, look, all things come to an end, I know, and it's I could go on and on and on and on, on, Francis. Um, thank you so much for coming. Uh, but give us uh, in one sentence where people can find you, and, of course, I will put it under the episode mm-hmm. uh, description. Thank you. You can find me on... Uh, let's do the Facebook. Let's, breathe, let's do, breathe. Breathe, yes. <laughs> Find me by breathing first. Um, my, <laughs> my Facebook page is probably the, the most accessible because um, I've set the yeah. Facebook page up so that people can ask questions about speaking in public and you don't try and put it into uh-huh. Google where you get 1,297,000. Uh-huh. Right. I've set right. it up so good, that if good. you ask a question, we'll try and tailor the answer that's the most practical for how you can get to the next stage. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So my my Facebook yes. group is Polish Your Pitch. Simple yes. as that. 
simple as that. Yes, and I've my, got that. Uh, Facebook.com, polish your pitch. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Slash then the um, website is franciscarl.com.au. And that's where you can get your free set of right. 10 fear busters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you want a courage companion. She won't give us the earrings, but she'll give us the card. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, for me, it's a courage companion that I want to be for you so that you learn some tools, some tricks, some techniques that you can use forever, whenever you need to speak in, in any circumstances. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we'll have a, another time to the occasion to again speak here. Oh, so do I. Future. Please. Yeah. <laughs> This is long enough, Claudia. Bye bye. Talk to you soon. <laughs> bye bye, bye, bye Francis. Now.